I went from a 2,000 square studio, knowing I was, pre I was pregnant and I was going to have to start having more time for my child. So I started creating space around that. Welcome to This Mom Knows. I'm your host, Jenny Wren. Adriana Kagan is a mompreneur who understands what her priorities are and is living them out as a business owner. For links to any resources shared in today's episode, head on over to thismomknows.com slash podcast. Well, welcome to This Mom Knows. Um, this is a unique thing. This is the first live on-site uh, interview we've gotten to do, and we're here in Nashville at the Gaylord, and uh, we're, we're both at Podcast Movement. Yes. And you have a podcast, and you're a mom, and so I'm really excited to talk with you a little bit about uh, what you do and how you integrate being a mom with being an entrepreneur. So why don't you tell us your name, where you're from, what your podcast is, and what you do. That's so great. It is so nice to meet you, and thank you for having me. My name is Adriana Medina Kagan, and I have a podcast called Bien Fuerte, It's Time to Speak. My business is called Fuerte Fitness, and it's out of Seattle, Washington. I have a studio and a personal training business, but I also train group training, corporate training, as well as kids training. Oh, excellent. So you do the whole family. Oh, all the way down. Shebang. Yeah. <laughs> so with kids... I should say, like... Young adults. Not okay, like not kids. like children, children. No. Okay. Aside I was from my children, they just work out with me. Or okay. they work out with their moms because sometimes that situation is going to happen. Yes. And yes. I say, don't let your kids be your excuse. Bring them. Right. And model it's, well for them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Taking care of self. Yes. So what was it that caused you to stop and say, I want to start this business? I think it was the connection first. Okay. I would have great conversations with other moms and realize that there was a common thread. In all the conversations, it was always finding time, looking for those spaces, looking for those situations, and then making it happen. It may not be perfect, and you may, not, you may have that attitude of it's either all or nothing, but something is better than nothing. Yes. And like you said, just modeling that habit. It's mm -hmm. for yourself, but it's also showing your children the same thing. Yes. And, you know, I think the biggest enemy, we call it perfection, but really it's it's grandiose. Yes. Our biggest enemy is that all or nothing. And yes. if we can make that all smaller, like if all I do this week is walk for 30 minutes, then we can make that progress. But when we go, if all I can do is lose 100 pounds, we're never going to do it. We're never going to do it. <laughs> and you have to standardize. I, I read this book called Atomic Habits. Yes. And he talks about standardizing a habit and then you can yes. optimize yes but let's just this week work on putting your shoes on and getting out the door for 20 minutes absolutely that is a fantastic book and I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes because yes. it is it's very influential and it's what a lot of what I think is tied around rhythms and routines and building life around um, how we're wired and not trying to conform ourselves to what everyone else thinks we should do or how we should do it we want to do it in a way that that we can do it well. Right. And also look for those possibilities. It's so easy to think about the experiences that you had where you failed. But let's talk about the possibility of like, hey, let's see if there's three times a week this week that I can get 20 minutes in. Yes. Wow. I can do it while the kids are at the playground. Yeah. I can do it while they're, you know, having a play day and I can go around and partner up with another mom. 
and yes. say you take care of them this time and I'll take care of them this time. And it just, there's those possibilities everywhere. Yes. And I think you've just hit on something really helpful for us as moms and mompreneurs is that partnership yes. and that accountability and that accountability necessarily in a, you know, overseer way, but in a mutual, you know, we're going to help each other way because it, it can be really easy to have intentions, right? but it can be hard to execute it because there are a lot of barriers. And there's a community, right? There yeah. used to be that saying, takes a chi- it takes a village to raise a child. Yes. Right? Yes. And so I have other moms that have single kids or they have um, more than one, three mm-hmm. or so. And I will take them all and say, why don't you take care of you yes. for an hour and vice versa. Go on yeah. a date. Yes. Go be a wife, yeah. too. There's so many selves that we don't connect with because right. it's so, we're just so uber focused on like taking care of you know, our kids and being a mom that we forget about our needs too and yeah. our self-care. So yeah, well, I, I think, think it takes a village to be a mom. Oh, like, it does. <laughs> that should be the new <laughs> phrase. <laughs> uh, it does, I tell you. Yes. I mean, just through my experiences with, with training moms, with training parents prior to becoming parents and mm. then going through the process with them. And then 10 years later, I become a mom and yeah. I understand like what it's like, what they were going through. Yes. I have so much more compassion. Yeah. I just understand like uh, it's, that's the self-compassion aspect that you have to give yourself. Cause I would notice when they were like, I did not do anything this weekend and then they go down on themselves. And I'm just like, so you're here today. Yeah. You showed up. Yeah. That's part of the process. Yes. It's like, all right, now let's do something. This will be one of your three days. Yeah. And then look for that space. But that perspective is really, I think, why we need each other. Because it's so. hard to find that for ourselves. Um, I have a, a group I meet with monthly, a, a mini mastermind. And that's what I noticed we're the best at, is mm-hmm. pointing out what what each other is doing well mm-hmm. when we can't see it for ourselves. We see where we're failing, but they see where we're succeeding. Yes. And that's really probably the biggest benefit of someone coming to someone like you and saying, I have knowledge, mm-hmm. but now I need encouragement and support to right. do this. Is right. that is that something you've just noticed? It is. And also as like a mom, an entrepreneur, a business owner, a trainer, I am the competitor as well. I should also mention that part. (laughs) Um, I am the hardest person on myself. Mm. So I think when you see that, like how would I imagine Sophia like having these thoughts or ideas and I'm just like, wow, okay, check. I love myself. I love my body. I birthed this, you know, beautiful child. I fed this child through my body. It's just a beautiful thing. And then it just turns the table across like, oh, my body can work in my uh, response as well. My love for myself. It works out of love, not out of I have to. Because once you get to the I have to situation, Mm -hmm. it's a a chore and it's it's better to choose. And I think that's another thing that he brings up as well is um, an atomic habit. It's like you choose into it. You choose to work on your body. You choose to work on email for half an hour. You choose to play with your kids for, you know, an hour. Like those are things that are fun. And it's like you choose to go work out in the park. You choose to be out in the sun. You choose to sweat and feel and look younger. Not like an (laughs) older mom. Yeah. Yes. Those choices are really like liberating. Yes. And it's so much easier to um, 
to just love than control. <laughs> right. It's too much pressure. It's you know? a lot of pressure. It is. Yeah. You, you, I can catch myself every now and then with that like perfectionism mm-hmm. or the um, getting down on myself. I should have. Done. Oh, and I'm like, okay, stop right now. Yes. Let's. It's, I, I get to do what I can. Yeah. So how did becoming a mom, I mean, you mentioned that you did client work yeah. before. Oh. So how did becoming a mom shift not only your perspective, but actually how you run your business? Oh, my goodness. For one, I went from a 2,000 square studio knowing I was pre- I was pregnant and I was going to have to start having more time for my child. So I started creating space around that. I merged with an, another partner you know, and just started creating a, a way to have a little bit more time with my child mm. and prepping people, prepping my clients to train with other clients while I was on maternity leave. Yeah. So you build those, I already build those relationships as well. I should, we mentioned that already, the yeah. other moms yes. to train my clients to take care of my people. Mm-hmm. And so, because I knew it was going to be challenging. I didn't know how challenging it was going to be, <laughs> but it was pretty challenging to really figure out like, I still need to work on my business, but I need, still need to be on my business. But I need, I have a newborn baby and I have to create some habits around that. Yes. Not being, you know, mom. I still have to have dates and all these other things yeah. too. So I think it really helped me brainstorm ways on how to be a little bit more efficient mm-hmm. and how to keep a calendar yeah. and really stick to the appointments and put myself as an appointment mm. as well. Mm-hmm. And I uh, teach a semi-private, and while I was on maternity leave, I had another gal teach my semi-private. And even as I was coming back, I saw, I still want you to teach a semi-private, but I'm going to be a, a mom too. Ah, okay. I'm going to be taking that as well. And it helped yes. me get back into shape as well. And she felt a little awkward because she's yeah. like, this is your class. And I was like, oh, right. I need I need you as like my mama partner because yes. I will take over after I feel a little bit more established it was mm-hmm. challenging I moved studios I, I moved spaces twice okay and then and I was already in the rhythm of creating you know um, business work and I have two employees that were working with me at the time too that continue mm-hmm. to do uh, the back end of yes. the business so I needed help well good and I, I've been in business for about 20 years I should probably tell you that as okay well. yeah. About, yeah about 20 years uh, two of those years I was with a, a company 24-hour fitness okay. corporation and then and then I left and then okay. created my and started own. your own well yeah. and I think that's really interesting that you're talking about um, this need to to ease back into yes. it because life is always changing we're always creating new habits or tweaking how our rhythms and routines yes. work but I think there is nothing more um, inconsistent than birth to five years old. Once they hit school, you get a little bit more of some set rhythms, but it seems like every 90 days it changes. And so what you think you just established is now no longer working. And so I think there's a there's a lot of pressure to go, okay, I've had my 12 weeks of maternity leave or whatever it is, and now I'm going to jump back in as if nothing has happened, right. but life has completely changed. And so I love that you said I eased back into my job mm-hmm. as a participant so that I was strong enough to take it back on. I think there was some great wisdom there. <laughs> there is. And what I appreciated too is my client mamas would come by and yeah. visit me as I was home. And um, I could just, they're like, how are you doing? Yeah. I was asleep, sleep deprivation, I right. should say, <laughs> and brought me food and brought me clothing. I didn't have to worry about any of that in mm-hmm. the first, I would say, 
three years of yeah. having Sophia young. So it was so I was very lucky and fortunate to have great great clients and my community really pull in. And secondly, I just felt like you mentioned everything changes all the time. Yeah. You never you don't know what to expect. And it it kind of puts you in a situation where you're forced to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And I had people that were that were actually grateful to help me all the time. Yes. And so when I eased back into it, I actually came back within five weeks. But it would just be like an appointment a day and then take the class in the morning Mm -hmm. and then just kind of slowly, a couple times, just bring in Sophia with me as well. Yeah. made it easier. Because when they're little, you're right, they sleep a lot. Yes. And then I had a caregiver after that. So kind of, I just did it like in incremental ways and it wasn't always perfect. It didn't always look pretty. Mm-hmm. There, there was always some cancellation, you know, of my caregiver or whatnot. But I remember bringing Sophia with me on a backpack on our ERG and training people. One of my clients was like, I thought you were going to be easy on us. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, if I can do this with a baby on my exactly. back, you've got no excuses. <laughs> exactly. Which was so great, you know, That's just so to funny. see their personalities and just to see they're soften up I think that's just the beautiful thing about it as well as seeing a baby your heart just softens and you know yes. you remember when your child was that young yeah. and you have just so much more compassion and and it's it's that's the compassion that you need as you're a mom yes. going through these different stages ages and and you said it up until five she's going to start kindergarten pretty soon so yes I'm I'm sad because I won't have as much time with her but I'm kind of glad because it'll change up the the dynamics and I'll have a little bit more time to structure things and I would remind yes. myself that mm-hmm. it's okay like Sophia's only going to be here for you know the, at this stage of needing me this time and right. it's going to change and my clients are so great too because they would see Sophia especially with COVID come in through the back studio and say hi and then come out and say yeah. I understand. It yes. gets easier. When, yes. When they're 10, I don't even think about it right now. Right. But you've included her, and I love I that. Have. Because I think, I mean, there's there's clearly some instances where you, you have to make a choice in that moment yes. between the business or the family. However, I think globally, we think we have to choose more often than we actually do. I think right. there's a lot of ways that we can integrate and include our kids and our spouses and do it in a way that doesn't elevate one over the other or sacrifice. That's the bigger concern, right. sacrifice one right. for the other. And it's true. And she gets to see all this community as well. Like yeah. it's, she's a little bit more open. I talk to my husband about this often, but I think there's an advantage of her having a mom that is a personal trainer, that yes. does eat healthy, that makes great food, mm-hmm. that has this lifestyle because she grows with that being a part of her life. And yes. sometimes that's not how it is. Right. Right. Yes. I didn't grow up that way. Half of, um, most of my right. clients didn't grow up that way. No. But it's great. It's it's the same thing when a child uh, is raised in the NFL kind of lead where their dad is in an NFL in sports. Yes. And it's the same idea. It's just yeah. that we create it on a different scale and different level. And if we, mm-hmm. if we involve them, then they see how fun it is. And they yes. keep that as a lifestyle themselves. So we create a whole generations worth of like just healthy living yes yes so do you so we're talking about including our families um how do you and your husband balance you know what he does with what you do with raising your child how do you communicate about that 
especially with COVID, it's very unique, right? Yeah. We would take turns. We would high five each other, like, okay, you got the morning. We we'll figure out appointments, and both of us work from home. The studio is at home. Mm-hmm. I used to work at another studio as well, and that kind of caught got back because I had Sophia yeah and and then uh she was going to a Montessori school so we also took her in for three hours a week this summer but last year she wasn't gone yes and so we had a lot of caregiving tag teaming coordinating yes other moms other parents Mm -hmm. and all like that Mm -hmm. were comfortable with yeah the care and being outside or inside and I redid the studio, so it was all outside. So even if yeah. I did have the kids over, they were outside and they were under a pergola. Yes. And so. so it sounds to me like some of what I'm hearing you say is that by being a mompreneur and choosing to integrate them together, it's actually giving you a lot of freedom and flexibility. Yes. And when I do podcasts, like this is the solo important and other client solo importance or, or solo sessions that are important. I should say. Yeah. Then I have, I let Matt know, okay, I'm going to record now. Right. So I'm going to be on a call with somebody outside of the state. So yes. Yes. You got Sophia? Yeah. Got him. Okay. Yeah. Good. So we'll, when it's really important like that, and when, when we have situations that we're both in like appointments, then we do bring Curious George in for a caregiver. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know, in one or two episodes, like it's fine. Right. And it's special. It's special. <laughs> and especially like with COVID, I learned a lot about like, I have to relax my standards of yeah. like what is permissible and what is not, because that's okay yes. too. We're in a unique situation. And so everything is okay. I think you have to just listen to like your needs and yourself and, and then talk with your husband and situate, like create a balance between those two things. And we've also had another two young um, uh, neighborhood gals that come and babysit for us too. Seldom, okay. but we do. Yes. So Yeah. Well, good. So it sounds like you also work with not only local clients, but you do some remote work. I do. I have some clients in Maine and I have a client in Idaho and I have a client in Texas. Okay. Well, so that's they're excellent. Just, they're all over the place and, and they travel. And now with with uh, the Zoom being a little bit more yes. common to us, they're like, can we do this session online? Sure. Yeah. So you have removed literally every excuse that we anyone don't. could possibly have <laughs> <laughs> for we staying have. fit. We have. And I've recorded a little bit more outdoor or 15-minute workouts for people to watch yeah. as well and make it easy for them. Because yeah. I'm telling you, just seeing my clients get tighter not moving as much not being able to touch their toes like I've had to include a lot more mobility and stretching into their workouts because they don't they no longer have that commute they no longer have that stretch of time where they would be going downstairs to get lunch or whatnot so it helps them have a good balance as well yes like okay we I can spend an hour here yeah I can do lunch here and, and actually take time Okay. So for the mom listening, who, who says, I know I got to get my health under control, do something differently. But if they're anything like me and they, A, don't enjoy sweating and they, B, tried to get out of gym class ever since kindergarten, <laughs> what is one simple thing that they could start doing that would at least put them on that right track? Stretching. Okay. Take the time out just to stretch. You'll feel better. And when you feel better, then you'll want more. I've noticed that you see a difference and you'll be 
attracted to that difference. Like your shoulder doesn't hurt anymore. Your hips aren't kind of popping as they used to be. And okay. it just changes that. So I would say, and I have many of those situations and I have plenty of 10 minute little mobility stuff, 10 minute stretching that I can give them, you, like anybody that could, that just wants something to move mm-hmm. and self care. That's why I started the podcast because self-care doesn't solely integrate the physical body it also integrates the mind like you strengthen the mind along the way yes. you take a little time out to like give yourself that 10 minutes a day to stop thinking for a time or mm-hmm. to pray mm-hmm. and to set your mind right for the day yeah. so that you are more in touch with like what you need to do yes. instead of what your monkey brain is telling you what to do yes like, that happens with me a lot so i need 10 minutes a day to kind of set my time and before I drink coffee, before I get on the elliptical or whatever it is, I have to make sure I'm doing what I need to be doing to serve, you know, my myself, um, my family, and then my community. Yeah. We have segmented so much of life, which is funny because as women, we multitask and men can compartmentalize. But we've still done it where we've segmented family, us, and we always generally speaking, put ourselves last. Mm -hmm. And yet relationship is very involved. It's a relationship with ourself. It's a relationship with our spouse. It's a relationship with our children. It's a relationship with our extended family. And I think you are leading the trend for what I'm starting to see other people do, that it's not just body. It's all of it. And that it's okay to not work out if you need to take some time to sleep. It's okay to work on that mental headspace if it's going to help you be physically present where you do these things, but that it's not just check this box, check this box, and check this box. No, there's no rules. Yeah. That's a great thing. There's no rules. So you can't let yourself off the hook. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I don't like where this is going. <laughs> so you have to do what works for you. And yeah. I've noticed that with the pandemic and mm-hmm. with starting the podcast. And like I mentioned before, working yeah. with other people like women, we are, yeah. we work in relationships. That's mm-hmm. how we function. And men are different. They work on their strengths and like yes. competing and, you know, which is a, just a different way. They all work, but I think yeah. it's really important to sit down with yourself and figure out what works for you and then start there. And yeah. So there's a hundred different ways it could happen, but it needs to happen. It just needs to happen. It needs to happen. (laughs) Oh, well, that is great. Well, I I thank you so much for taking the time to chat today. And uh, I do love these events where we meet new people. And that's part of what This Mom Knows is about, is introducing moms to the other moms that can enrich their life and, and add some value. And so in the show notes, I will make sure that we've got, you know, links to all the ways to find you. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're welcome. It's so nice to meet you and so great for having me on your show. And I love listening to it. So wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Night. Did you catch that? She set goals and planned for it which is a great segue to next week's episode on making our goals achievable. I hope to see you back here then, but in the meantime, head on over to thismomknows.com and make sure that you're on the email list so you stay in the know.